Hello out there in the realms of the living, you CGI wolves. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, let me explain there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show, but joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, a man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing? An ultimate episode of season six of Thrones Again. Woo! I know. God, we're just catching these things. We do have a we have a scotch ready for for that the next one, don't we? I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, we do. We do. I we don't the, think we've we cracked open the black one yeah, yet. Yeah, whatever yeah, that was. The, the, the castle black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But penultimate, as we said, we just watched season three, episode two, Dark's Wings, Dark Words. Elliot and J O'Neill, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh in a show where we talk about the violence and the nudity, not a whole lot of either of these. Um there's some decent parts, but Yeah, I feel like I didn't yeah. dislike it as much as I did the last episode, but this was Oh man, a lot, lot of moving pieces, a lot of court talking, a lot of setting yeah. up stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's a bit of a slog, this one. It was, you know, one of those episodes that kind of threads the more interesting ones together. I assume their season opener was big and bombastic. Um, yeah. And, I assume, I can't remember what it was, which is nice. No, and you know, as we've been getting into the end, I've been reflecting on season three quite a bit, and it's really, yeah, all leading up to that red wedding, isn't it? And sort of giving you a false sense of security then, because I yeah. guess it's not so much that this episode's a snoozer, actually. It's just that it's maintaining the pace with these other episodes, and then that makes the red wedding stand out as mm. that much huger when it does. Yeah, you got to think of it as a system of tension and release, and this yeah. was building that tension where we've already seen the release. So I think it's one that would be much more favourable on a you know reasonable forward watch uh, instead of the insane backwards watch. But you know, I mean, that said, let's we're just do- daring like that. Yes, yeah, so I feel like we have to come up with a different questionnaire for these kinds of episodes because there's not a whole lot to talk about. However, this is the format we've chosen, uh, but also pew pew pew. Yes, um, I don't know, but you know what? Let's just stick with uh, stick with it for now, and we'll throw out whatever we feel like later. Uh, first question is: What was your MVP? Your Sus most queen! valuable Sasquatch. <laughs> and I feel like this might have been her introduction to the series, just because of how it's staged and how Sansa gets brought to her, and she's like front and center of the camera and all this. And mm. yeah, from the get go, sass out the gate. Yeah, uh, just already. If this is her start, I mean, what an intro, and oh, just. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, setting the pace for how she would be for the rest of the series in her role, man, just she gets all the best dialogue. She's such Mm. a brutally honest character. Yeah, she's such a change of pace for everything else we've seen. Everyone's Mm. always talking in metaphors and just darting around what they really mean, whereas she's just like, boom. (laughs) Yeah, and even I think, yeah, a really good indicator of that is when I can't believe it's not Marjorie Tyrell is like, yep. oh, grandmother, w- what would they think of us if you said such things? And um, she's, they know it. we have our bloody wits about us. <laughs> it's just, she's honest and she doesn't see the point in lying. Not that she isn't deceptive at times, Oh yeah, but she's more holds cards close to the chest mm. rather than Yeah, it doesn't doesn't lie, lie necessarily, just, you know, uh, leaves out certain parts. Yeah, withholding, There's a big yeah. difference between uh, lying by, by omission and just outright false truth. But I do really like her... Well, basically the entire scene of this is really, really good. Um, and it starts off with a little bit of Sansa and Shay. There's a back and forth there, kind of building that relationship. And yeah. then Loras comes to take her to see Sasquatch! Um, but yeah, it's a great little scene. Um, man, I just... and. I might have in these high talky episodes, we might have to come in with like quote of the episode. Yeah. Which arguably might be Sass Queen's one of uh, once the cow's out of milk, there's no use squirting the cream back up the udders. It's like just wonderful it, delivery. It sounds like garbage when I say it, but my God, when she said we both burst out laughing. It was great. 
on the other line as well what was it like she's but yeah uh, sansa is yeah complimenting her and say yes yes and whenever a tyrell farts to smell like roses yeah. it's like she's like what do you really think of joffrey and she's like, oh you know he's handsome and brave as a lion and all these things oh yes all lannister's lions and all tyrell's fart roses yeah <laughs> it's like... just yeah another way of saying please don't blow smoke up my bloomers and yeah. but she does it in her sass queen o- original of, way of all people to possibly be the only one who says fart in this entire show it's not torment or anything like that yeah. it's sasquatch and that's why we love her um but i actually really love this episode for sansa as, sorry this uh, scene for sansa as well where mm. she's like no you can trust us dear and she's all like people keep telling me that like without saying it but it's all on her face and it's just uh and you can tell she's really wants to like be like no joffrey is fucking awful you have no idea yeah and there's that moment where she can't figure out if she can actually trust these people or what's going on and it's a great little moment it's mostly in the face and then just in the delivery of her lines of uh you know joffrey said he'd show mercy and then he cut off my father's head and said oh that's mercy and then brought me up to see his head on a stick mm. it's mm. like yeah it's good it's a great little bit so uh yeah i i had that down for my mvp as well um i have a potential backup mvp because you know it's a talkie episode i gotta think mvp yeah. so if we can't <laughs> talk violence and nudity we gotta talk something my other backup was going to be uh, Catelyn talking to Una Chaplin, who we still don't know her character name. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, th- Catelyn is a Stark. Yes, Catelyn Stark. Catelyn, okay. Catelyn is uh, Arya and Sansa and Rob's mother and Rickon and uh, Bra- Bra- Bran. Wait, who's Catelyn? Catelyn is the woman who is, like, making that little arts and crafts project. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, yeah. uh, no, because I got confused because um, uh, I'll let you get back to that in a second. Uh, the Scooby Gang, uh, yeah. the curly-haired uh, one that's always dragging Brad. Yeah, around. I don't know her name either. Uh, the only adult in that group, as uh, we've called her before. Uh, but uh, who's the other one that's uh, not the adult, the other female? Is that oh, a star? Uh, I wrote that down. No. Uh, that's Mira, to Jojen's sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that is not a Stark. All right. I was confused by a word. Anyway, uh, back to uh, uh, the the where she's making the dream catcher. Yeah. I, well, I'm guessing it's like a... I like how they also don't explain it. They don't grind to a halt and be like, oh, this is a tradition in the North. No, no. They just let her make this thing that I'm guessing is a sigil to the old gods or maybe sure. it's the new ones. I don't know. Um, and she's just talking about how she made one before when uh, Bran had fallen out of the tall tower and she prayed for him to survive the night and also once prayed for uh john snow who you don't fully because she's not been alive for very long mm. uh in this backwards watch you don't really know but she's had uh a resentment towards john snow because he's the bastard child of her husband or so she thinks at this point yeah uh and there's always been a degree of animosity there and even in this story where she's like i prayed i said if you uh, let him live from the pox i'll raise him as my own i'll let him na- be named stark and all this kind of stuff and then decided actually no i'm going to continue calling him Jon Snow because she just couldn't uh, go mm. through with that. He was too much of a symbol of this betrayal that from Ned. It's a it's a good scene. It's um I d- my problem with it is the score underneath is a little too oh this is such an emotional moment. It's like no no just let the performance convey that because she's getting that across really really well. Yeah, she's absolutely killing it and um. Uh, you know, it's that thing with actors, you know, they're not doing a performance, they're telling the deepest truth, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And But no, I, I genuinely believe her in that moment where she's like, you know, I, I, I was angry at a woman I hadn't even met. And, yeah. you know, and uh, angry at a boy for a mother he never knew. And Yeah, it's um, she's, yeah, doing a lot of complex fucking acting there. And yeah, it, it must be so hard to convey the emotions. And yeah, I agree. Like, just a really over-obvious string score, really. Yeah. It almost, it goes 
uh, totally all the way around and starts to undermine her brilliant performance. Yeah, not by being the opposite of what she's doing, but being too much overacting while while she's yeah. acting right in that zone. And you know, it's it's also impressive because the dialogue is also always very symbolic and a little bit flowery and you see plenty of you know movies based on shakespearean things where the actors clearly don't understand what they're saying so they can't emote properly within the words sure but uh in this she's doing really well she's got you know uh even when she's got a bit more of that flowery language around you know i couldn't look into john john's brown stranger's eyes and see my own family or something like that it's it's yeah or you know not over the top, but like a roundabout way of making your point and a bit flowery, but she sells and it feels very natural and real. So yeah, I was quite impressed with all that. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, when there's Sass Queen yeah. <laughs> talking about milk udders, come on. <laughs> um, and not so much an MVP, but just a curious moment for this character going forward backward mm-hmm. is like Jamie Lannister, as I've known him so far, um, you know, once we get past the whole... Uh, um, Really feeling down on himself for God, got a hand chopped yeah. off. Get over it, Jamie. <laughs> no, um, but once like he gets through that period, he finds his confidence again when he learns to battle a uh, sword battle with one arm. Yep. Um, and these last couple of episodes, while I've seen him with two hands, he's been a bit of a brat. <laughs> I've just noticed this extra degree of like spoiled rich kid in him, mm-hmm. and dare I say, a bit Joffrey esque. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's got that kind of moment of. They've had everything their entire lives, and as, as they say in the next slash last episode, not confusing at all, um, yep. they've always been able to just invoke their father's name and get away with whatever, and now he doesn't have that, but he's still, you know, the little chatty brat, and Brown's trying to lead him through the woods, and he's just talking, 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 talking. Yeah, but it's a similar degree of confidence and stuff that would make his character, in my eyes, that much cooler later, mm. but yeah, I'm annoyed at the l- little <laughs> pipsqueak. He's just pissing me off with his cockiness and... Yeah, but I think that's the point. I think it works. Yeah. And I do really like when, uh, you know, uh, Bran is trying to get decide whether to go across the bridge and risk being seen or go across the water and risk losing him to the river or the current. Uh, you know, he's a, giving a crap then. And then mm. when they're crossing the bridge, he sits down. And even I was like, just drag him up. And then when she does, she, she, he steals her sword. I'm like, I would have made that mistake. Well yeah. done. Well done, <laughs> show. Um, and yeah, as far as the sword battle goes, are we in violence now? Yeah, we're in violence. I was about to yell that more, but it's not violence. No, this is PG violence. Yeah. This is uh, mild violent themes. Yep. Uh, this is mild fantasy violence. Uh, uh, I love how mild fantasy violence in video <laughs> games. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the one that always uh, throws me is when it's like, gee, good for children. And it's like Mario and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And they're all happy and on the box cover. But it just says, you know, in the rating warning, gee, eight plus. Gaming experience may change online. Yep. What the fuck might happen? <laughs> oh, you like there might be language and penis drawings. Mm. You know what? You know what might happen online. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't protect your children from the internet. You just can't. Nope. You can even make a, ba- a penis out of basic characters. Yep. Try to oh, look at the keyboard. You'll figure it out. <laughs> People the- always find a way to draw penises. <laughs> Einstein discovered E equals MC square. Our generation discovered C equals eight. I think they've... Nice. <laughs> I was about to say, I think they've been drawing je- penises for generations, but yeah. <laughs> nice. And this apparently has been real life cock talk. Zip. Zip. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, th- I enjoyed that fight. It's a classic, you know, battling on a bridge. There's something just cinematic about that just immediately. Yeah. Uh, even... 
It's not a move that I genuinely, uh, generally rather, it's not a move that I generally like is the whole calling the plays as they're fighting thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that feels like such a filmmaker move. It doesn't feel like a real thing, but I, I liked this one. Well, here it really makes sense for Jamie's character as yeah. well, where he's all like, you shouldn't grimace before you lunge. It gives away the game. It's like that's cockiness and why he's good at this and kind of showing he loses because his hands are shackled and he's really tired. Yeah, um, I guess it seems more real is my point, yeah. Yeah, but that's that confidence and cockiness. And even when he gets the sword and just kind of tests it out in his hands and it's like, there's like a, a clear confidence. Obviously, the actor did train a bunch for sword play, so he knew what he was doing. And it looks like this is a familiar object to him. And he's like, oh, this sword, okay, Nathan. Yeah, um, but he's also compensating for his hands being bound. Mm-hmm. And I think that does give this extra, the, the fight scene, an extra degree of uh, mm-hmm. interestingness. <laughs> interestingness indeediness yeah I, I don't know like it's not it's definitely not one of the best sword battles that i've seen in the whole mm. thing but um it, it had some interesting choices definitely yeah nah, it was enough especially because it was so much talking in the episode in general and also in their journey in general uh that having a bit of unexpected action was quite good i didn't see it coming and again i've seen this thing I yeah mean, yeah 40 years ago but still <laughs> Um, ma'am, I only have a bit of violence is, uh, Theon being tortured, and we, yeah. uh, Ramsay playing the long game, uh, just sweeping in the background, going, oh, I'm just a lowly sweep, boy. Yeah, Nothing just important. like a few episodes ago, my notes just read, oh, no, oh, no, you see <laughs> Theon, and you just go, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, there's not too much to say about that other than, ouch, yeah. and, uh, good screaming acting yeah it's, you know getting the old ice pick under the finger i Ugh, mean yeah. uh, it's nothing near that but i accidentally a month or something ago mm. i accidentally put yeah bick under my th- fingernail that was not good could imagine an ice pick could be significantly worse yeah pointier for sure yeah um i do still like there's a meme that's uh you know me You'll, i'll never talk torturer i'll make you step in wet what step in wet in sock no because <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> yeah i'd rather step in wet in sock rather than uh, uh get foot uh foot wine screwed. bottled <laughs> yeah yeah that did look nasty so well done effects uh program but uh, yeah yeah so uh do we as the audience know that Ramsey's being deceptive at this point or I'm pretty sure no. I think this is really the introduction for him. And mm. also I completely forgot at this point the Boltons are actually on the good guy's side because they're, right. they're following Rob Stark at this moment. So at the end, uh, you know, Noah Taylor and his band of merry men show up to grab Jamie and Brianne, as we know from the here on in. Yeah. Uh and I'm like, oh shit. And he's like, Yeah, the Rob Stark uh, the King of the North will want to know where Jamie Lannister is. It's like, what does he mean? Oh, shit, that's right. He's still on Rob's side at this point. Mm. Oh, right. That's why that betrayal hurt so much. Yeah. Yeah, easy to forget that, given that the Bolton name was just villainous for the rest of the series. But uh, here, they're, yeah, they're on on our side. Oh, totally. And uh, yeah, Noah Taylor as well. And like, it still boggles my mind that, yeah, he was the one that cut off Jamie's hand. I mean, like, just for the uh, uh, actor himself, what a weird brag. <laughs> Like he wasn't in that many episodes, but he had it's such a massive impact on the re- oh, yeah. course of the show. Well, his character did anyway. Yeah, for sure. He's like, "Yep, that was me." Gets to just put that on his resume now. Yeah, cut off Jim Jam's hand. <laughs> Who? You know, <laughs> lay me janitor. Have you have you listened to Thrones of Game? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Noah Taylor, our biggest fan, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so no nudity to speak of, which, uh, okay. Uh, implied oral sex. Implied oral sex. Implied fantasy sex scenes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There we go. 
that's about yeah but it was a decent scene between it's one of those things where there's a scene between Tyrion and Shay and it's a good scene it's a good back and forth it's a little bit of mm. levity when he's stumbling across his words because he's you know been like you know every man there's Sansa will get plenty of wedding invitations she's beautiful and has a powerful old name she's like oh you think she's beautiful she's like 17 you pervert mm. and it's like I didn't mean I mean it like objectively from a purely I mean and it's just it's it's fun and it's a good little back and forth a bit of levity and amongst all this misery is always nice yeah it reminds me of Bob's Burgers when uh, Bob's gonna go beat up Jimmy Pesto and Linda's <laughs> like yeah punch him in his handsome face and he's like what, what? why no, do you call him handsome <laughs> <laughs> no you know it's just a handsome face you know you punch him in it ah <laughs> uh, Linda <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things where it was a good scene. I don't really have any notes about it. No. I mean, that's it. The actors are good. Tyrion Scar mm. is inconsistent. What else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as always, it's much more healed than it is next episode, which is weird. Yeah. Um. I do kind of because I I remember talking earlier about how I a little annoyed we never really find out what Shay's whole deal was, mm. and I guess the best I can pull from this is she's now being you know urged by Tywin to keep an eye on Sansa so that they can be married off and solidify uh, a power with, with the North, I guess. Mm. <laughs> it's I don't know whether to give it that credence if they were actually planning that far ahead or if they were like, uh, this is just ha- what happens in the books and we'll figure it out later. Yeah, sure. Like, I still don't have a solid grasp on her character either when I feel like I've seen pretty well her arc in this, mm-hmm. in this season at least. Yeah, I mean, the other character I want to talk about having... No idea what's going on is uh, Jojen and Mira themselves. I don't, like, this is their introduction episode. I don't know what their deal is. They're all like, oh, we came a long way to find you. It's like, cool. From where? Who are you? Who sent you? What's going on? What is your plan? It's like, yeah. oh, to take you north of the walls. Like, that doesn't tell me anything. Oh, uh, thank you for pointing that out. Because, yeah, I wrote Scooby Gang Origins. And I'm like, wait, what was the Origins? And I, yeah. I feel like I'm still missing something. Okay, good. It wasn't I mean, just no, me. No, it's all very mystic. And, you know, he dreams of seeing Jojen before he shows up. And then, you know, the whole episode starts off with Bran running through the forest. And uh, then there's an actual kind of nice little throwback to, uh, I believe, episode one, where Rob and John are watching him shoot and he misses. And the voice of his father is like, ah, which one of you is a marksman at 10 years old? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good little throwback uh, but then you know he meets Jojen in real life and he's like oh we're gonna hang out now and it's like that's it he's like yeah. oh but who are you what's your motivation why are you helping us You, they talk a little bit about who their father is but that's not much yeah so yeah I guess yeah this is the introduction of Ferb oh, yeah yeah that kid played Ferb in Phineas and Ferb. I was wondering what the fuck you were talking about, but like maybe I just forgot one of our many, many, many names for these characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already burnt through Benny Watson, the dick, the, the little kid from Love, actually. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who will never age. Um, Even when they slap her mustache and him in the Queen's yeah. Gambit, still doesn't look a yep. day over yep. six. Uh, but just throw again to best quote. I do like that. Uh, you know. The wildling woman we don't know the name of, who's the only adult in this group, mm. uh, is walking along. Is like, uh, can't even remember. Can't even remember her opening line. It's like, you know, why are we helping these guys? And you know, Mira has a good line of, "Some people always need help. That doesn't mean they're not worth helping." It's like, yeah, that's very good. That's very charitable. I like that. Yeah, I don't like that their scenes have often just descended into women being snippy at each other, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, she's good. I mean, it gives a bit of context because, uh, much like me right then i'm like who are these people what's their plan what do they want from us why are they helping yeah instead it's all just ooh, mystic i can three-eyed raven i am and a mild apology in the sense that we don't apologize on the show it is in fact wa warg not warg like i've been saying uh that said pew pew motherfuckers 
Walk. Oh, walk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it good, good for? <laughs> Looking through the eyes of Raven. Say it again. <laughs> and I didn't know Captain Friendzone Wildling Edition was a walk. Yeah, yeah. He he does it. Okay, he's done it before. I'm sure. Uh, where he goes yeah. all wide eyed and yeah. Do have to watch my pronunciation on that as well because it's very close to being offensive. What? I don't know. They prefer to be called Greek. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Don't you remember that Nick Giannopoulos movie, The Walk Boy? Uh, I mean, I can't fire you from this show because <laughs> then it would just be me. But uh, that's a joke. I guess. How? What percentage of our audience is Australian? <laughs> um, actually, mostly. I think. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, I get that all scanned then. Yeah. Landmark movie, The Wog Boy. There we go. Talked about for the first time in 40 years. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what else do we have in not nudity? Uh, no, that's it. Um, yep. Jeez. Okay. Well, blah. That's nudity and violence and MVP covered. What else is going on in this episode? Well, a, a fair bit of fat shaming as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. They do give Sam and Hot Pie some shit for being fat. However, new theory... Fat people live in this show. Huh. Both Sam and Hot Pie live. And I'm not sure of other fat characters. So Fairly decent lives as well. Yeah, yeah. Sam becomes like a headmaster and gets... Oh, no, no. So he ends up on the small council, doesn't he? Mm. I, actually, no, he doesn't. I literally cannot remember what happens to him. Whatever. Sam? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was on the small council. Like, because doesn't he, like, suggest democracy and everyone's like, ah, you dumb fatty. Yeah, no, no, he was there for that. I don't think he was on the small council at the end, though. But, you know, he's got a wife and son and seems quite happy and whatever. And yeah. hot pies make him hot pies. That's it. He's got a job, which is fucking seems like and a privilege in this economy. die horribly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, quite frankly, just living is pretty good for this show. And, yeah, has a somewhat friendship with Arya, which I think yeah. could benefit him in the long run, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. So, uh, you know what, uh, we'll keep an eye out for other fat characters and see how they do. Obviously, they have to be bullied a bit, because otherwise they they have to suffer a bit, I suppose. Well, that's it, because, yeah, the you know the, cot, the pot calling the kettle fat in this mm-hmm. one, the uh, guy who ends up... He gets mauled by the wolf, he right? He gets mauled by a wolf. Yeah, um, but he is the bully in this situation. Oh, he is sure. the Nelson Muntz. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, just go, oh, you're going to cry some more fatty. You're too uh, cold in the snow and you go fatty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty, some pretty weak bullying, to be fair. He was clearly already crying, so he, that yeah. guy's, you know, starting halfway up. But, uh, you know, I kind of like the the kind of idea that they don't leave one of theirs behind no matter what, and he's all like, Tali, I forbid you from dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then takes the full metal jacket approach. He's like, ah, no, nope, you're responsible for him now. If he dies, so do you. It's like, nice. Yeah. No, um, it's interesting. I'm actually looking forward to seeing more of uh, how Sam interacts with this group and stuff, and mm-hmm. where exactly Jon Snow split up from this. It's, uh, it's really intrigued me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's next episode, actually. I hmm. think. Maybe. Or one. Maybe it's next season. Who knows? We'll find out soon, people. But then, yeah, like, poor Sam. He collapses from exhaustion and exhaustion from bullying. And then mm. Ed, the um, indie roadie at this stage, yeah. comes up to him. You let me to die. Well, of course we did. You're a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> You're fat and slow. It's like, oh, you were meant to make me feel... And then one of them gives it the look of like, dude, don't say that. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Lie to him? <laughs> like, Just get up already. Yeah, I, I do kind of like they didn't sugarcoat that. Like, yeah, we had to live, dude. Sorry, but get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and actually, yeah. Speaking of the other fat shaming thing, I quite liked all the scenes with Arya and um, uh, the, her little Scooby gang. Yeah, of uh, Gendry Baratheon and Hot Pie. 
Mm. Gendry, I keep confusing him for Podrick. It's it, fair. That, at this point, they look really similar. <laughs> yeah, and I know Podrick's like a little fuller in the cheeks, like mm. not exactly chubby, just yeah, fuller. Yeah, very you know, like boyish cheek face. Yeah, and he keeps that. That's the difference. Gendry eventually gets a little bit more, bit more like stoically man faced, stony, yeah. stony faced, whereas uh, Gendry just sorry, Pod just say stays soft little Pod. All right, Gendry, because, yeah, my note for their team was, are you hot pie and that guy? <laughs> yeah, no, I have to remember Gendry's name every single time. <laughs> I have to work back. I was like, I know he's a Baratheon. I go back from... Gendry! Mm-hmm. Until that, I just write down Hammer Time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I do like how they, you know, traveling along and then they hide and then the Brotherhood Without Banners finds them and they're just like, look, just come along with us. We want to chat and figure out what you know. Mm. And uh, I do like that one guy. Nearly got my MVP because it's a good scene. It's just not enough of a scene where he just launches an arrow in the air and goes, listen, fatty, you have to come with us because by the time I stop talking, that arrow is going to fall down and kill you dead. And I really don't want that to happen. And I'm also done talking now. He takes a step aside. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that bit's good. Yeah, it's one of those, I am such a good shot that I don't even need to like (laughs) shoot you point blank. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I could shoot you point blank while pointing up. Yep, that's a good bit. It's very good skills. It's like when you see like some of those master Breath of the Wild players. Yeah, I was going to throw to some Skyrim videos of guy, people like mm-hmm. aiming up, firing, then quick traveling and getting hit by their own arrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> pointless, but impressive. <laughs> Trick shots in video games. Nice work. Yep. All uh, right. Any other notes? Yeah, I mean, there's a pretty good scene. I gave this like a half MBT between, I can't believe it's not my MBT? Marjorie- well, sh- shut up, I was going to move on. <laughs> a- MVP, most valuable Bart. <laughs> um, where between, can't believe it's not Marjorie Tyrell and Joffrey, where he mm-hmm. kind of seems to be grilling her about what she knew about Renly or just being a dick in general. Mm. Uh, and she, we kind of see, because I'm assuming this is pretty early for Marjorie Tyrell as well, uh, not her introduction, but maybe a few few episodes later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where we get to see her kind of playing this chess on him of knowing how to kind of manipulate him, and then she pretends to be interested in the weapon and finds diplomatic ways to phrase everything to kind of get on his side. And even just sitting next to him instead of standing in front of him when he's pointing mm. the unloaded crossbow, but it's still pointing a weapon in her direction and then finds a way to just get get on his side both metaphorically and literally. Oh, God, I didn't think about that at Neither the time. Neither did I until just That's exactly what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it works. It's really good. It displays her character without beating you over the head with it. It's mm. like she knows how to manipulate people and how to get in their good graces. And, uh, yeah, basically... But also without, like, the dialogue is, like, she's not... Um, admitting anything or letting anything on. Like, it's just he's like... Do you ever want to kill anything? And she's like, do you think I could? You know, just doing a nice round of the question game right now yeah. to make him think like she's on his side fully 100%, but oh, yeah, she's but not actually answering anything. No, and then at the very end, he's all like, uh, yes, I think you could. He's like, oh, would you like to watch me? He's like, I just felt it move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she absolutely uh, pulled at his strings like she was a lever cranking on a new crossbow. Sure. 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 Again, if you committed to that, dude, my metaphors like... aren't nearly as eloquent as theirs, but I'm sure there's some of that there that she's pulling his string. Yeah, they have writers. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is all improv, baby. It's like jazz. And uh, yeah, Joffrey, not a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I just said it was like jazz, and I'm like, yeah, it is like jazz because it's all improvised, and there's about 25 people who like it. <laughs> this show is jazz. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're the jazz of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do like. Consider this scene in contrast to the one where she seduces Tommen, who just kind of mm. comes into his room and is all like, 
talking very softly and quietly and gently, but at the same time being, I'm smolderingly hot, and you are clearly into this. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I like that contrast. So well done to both the character as written and Natalie Dormer for landing both performances really, really well. Absolutely. And I guess that, yeah, thinking about it now is like, there is a bit of her sass queenness in this, mm-hmm. uh, where she's keeping her cards close to her chest. But yeah, she does seem like she's uh, willing to be a little bit more deceptive than her grandmother. Yep. Once you got to get in, once you're in, you can, you can start mm. changing things. Um, let's see. I'm just going to scroll through my notes now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just while talking about Joffrey as well, he had an interesting scene with uh, Seesaw Lannister. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, where. Basically, she's trying to be all casual, sees all Lannister sitting back, I have all the power, and he's just mm. being, nope, not anymore, it's all mine now. Women aren't meant to talk, mom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I did write down his exact quote because it was pretty cutting. It was like, that's what intelligent women do, what they're told. And, mm. was, and you can see the look on on Seesaw's face. It's like, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. But uh, he did indeed. But uh, he's, he's being the perfect level of brat here, because even though he's not mm. harming anybody, he's just ordering around a tailor and his own mother, and it's like, oh, God, I, I know you, I've already watched you die, but I might YouTube that later. <laughs> You're just such a bastard. I don't want flowers. Flowers look like I'm friendly. Yeah. Blee, 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 blee. yeah Man, yeah. what a turd of a kid. i got to say, he's actually not in the show as much as I'd feared he'd be. Yeah. Um. Like... Maybe not this season, yeah. but like for the season where he ends up dying at the end, like I've got to say, like I don't think I've seen a lot of him. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I guess they've just... How many scenes do you have of someone being a bastard before you get... Yeah, okay, I, know, I get it. He's a bastard. Like, yeah, I've been way more sick of Daenerys, who wasn't in this episode. I know, and it wasn't named after her, thank fuck. It was named <laughs> kind of after nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was named after her, but that scene just wasn't in the show. Uh, yeah, quite possibly, because, yeah, dark wings, dark words... Uh, I mean, at the beginning... Pretty sure I predicted some sort of dragon thing to do with that. You did, and I predicted, um, like, buffalo wings. Um, nah, I mean, with this one, the only bit of that we get is, uh, Ruse Bolton walking and talking to Rob with some bad news. Yeah. And that's it. And it's, you know, that Catelyn's father has died, and also that, uh, uh, Winterfell has been sacked and Bran and Rickon are missing. Which Mm. is very bad news, but it is, like, a small scene, and uh, it doesn't really impact the episode a hell of a lot. Mm. Weird. I don't know. What's your naming conventions, Game of Thrones? I don't get it. Really? Hmm. I uh, Maybe I don't want to do this, but yeah, I'd like to see someone else do the work of, yeah, making up the graph of, um, you know, the storylines and what percentage of them got the episode title, you know? Yeah. To be entirely fair, I don't know what you would call this one because mm. it, it there's a lot of small pieces, nothing significant happens. I even forgot to do that bit I usually do at the beginning of, for those of you playing at home, this is what happens in this episode because there's nothing like singular remember this part about this entire episode. Oh, my snoring summed it up pretty perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's been a bit cruel. I didn't actually mind this episode, but it was... Nothing Nothing significant happens. It's all good. Yeah. It's just, yeah, nothing terribly massive really comes about. Hmm. Um, oh, there's another question. Um, what do Bran and uh, Catelyn Stark know of each other's fate? Uh, nothing. Wow. Yeah, she dies thinking, well, knowing he's vanished, uh, not knowing necessarily if he's dead or not, and uh, he never sees her again. So, Yeah, surely the rest of the Starks learnt of the fate of uh, uh, Roy? Rob. Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure Bran did hear about Rob. But he wouldn't have heard about everyone else. I don't know, he made maybe word reached him. Actually, I don't know, where was he by the time of the Red Wedding? They were pretty far north by then. 
Yeah. So yeah, maybe not. Maybe not until he became all dead-eyed and flat-voiced and just, yeah. <laughs> I am the three-eyed raven. What does that mean? You don't know. I don't know. His own, like, annoying version of, like, what the red woman shtick is or what yep. Ferb's deal was. It's just, yeah, mystical fucking vagaries. Galaxy brain nonsense. Mm. Uh, let's have a quick look through here. Um, oh, yeah, a bit more Sass Queen. I do like when Sansa finally does, you know, break this wall of uh, trying to hold all the truth back. And it's like, mm. truth is he's a monster. And she just goes, oh, that's a pity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, because she's got to be the best thing ever all, at all times. Ah, but still a politician when it comes down to mm-hmm. it. Um, how do you expect us to uh, <laughs> do this walk? Putting one foot in front of the other. Couldn't do it justice. Tilda Swanton, close uh, c- candidate for MVP. Yeah, Jamie Atlantis is all just, how, do, how are we supposed to pass the time on this walk? Oh, that's right. And she's just like, put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> and he's just like, let's talk. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you like parfait? <laughs> Parfait's delicious. <laughs> no one ever says I don't like no parfait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, children's <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm like an onion. Anyway, um, uh, there was a line from uh, Drunky McGee, which was, there's no story which Ale can't make better. He's fucking right. Yeah, uh, that was a great quote. Yeah, if I ever own a pub, that's going to be um, right, uh, uh, wood carving, maybe a wood burning. Mm, yeah, just I'll above get, the bar. I'll get old Jim to make it up for me. He's into woodwork. Nice, nice. Uh, my other note is we have a bit of John talking to Man's Raider and he's talking about how he united all these clans together and he's all like, oh, you know what you know what I did to get all these moon worshippers and thens all to fight for me? Mm. I told them we were all going to die because it's true. And it's like, buddy, we've lived through 2020 now. We know <laughs> that shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You don't unite people by telling them they're all going to die. It didn't work with climate change. It didn't work with masks and social distancing. Just just don't lie to me. I know you probably didn't know Ger Martin, but still, we all know this now. <laughs> it's so funny how some of these uh, pre-2020, like, pandemics or uh, diseases or zombies, yeah. like, it's just, they look quaint now. It's like, oh, if only it was actually that easy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Not to get too hardcore into, you know, the bleakness of the real world. Uh, but yeah, I do like that. Any apocalypse movie that doesn't show looting of toilet paper is completely fucking pointless now. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> all the tweets that are coming out, because uh, we you know, pre-recorded this and things have uh, just developed in America, who are saying, you know, it probably wouldn't be hard to steal the Declaration of Independence given everything that's happened. So, yeah, if you watch something like White House Down now or anything where yeah. anything happens in a, in a high you know, territory government building, pretty easy, apparently. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Like, I mean... I remember watching House of Cards back in the day and being such impressed with such a show of political intrigue. And now it's just like, I had a real hard, like, besides the fact that Kevin Spacey is totally cancelled. Yep. I had a hard time revisiting and getting into that show. It's just like, is that what politics was? <laughs> it's what we like to believe it was. And maybe it was once upon a time. Now it's a circus with the Benny Hill theme playing constantly. <laughs> but to bring us out of that uh, mesh. Yeah, please. Back to fantasy. Yeah, back to fantasy. We'll see if we can throw in a few more cock jokes. Uh, the whole thing does start with, you know, uh, Allbrand having a dream. And we mentioned that already. But when he comes out, you know, uh, adult supervision is all like, ah, oh, I don't need to listen to your dreams about black magic. And he's all like, I didn't ask for dreams about black magic. I just wanted regular wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's puberty man that's puberty mm. I like to think that's what Hodor was asking did you have a wet dream <laughs> need, need your cheats, sheets changed sir no, no no I'm good why don't they understand me <laughs> <laughs> he's trying so hard good old Hodor mm. 
Um, and I believe that is all my notes. How about yeah, you? I'm good. Okay, well, if that puts me out of notes, that puts you out of notes. We must ask our final and arguably the most important question. How did we get here? Uh, well, some dark w- words on dark wings mm-hmm. uh, floated by and told me that the next episode is called Valadoaris. 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 Maybe. Yeah. D-O-H-A-E-R-I-S. Valadoaris. All right. Um, so that's a person, I'm guessing, from context? Mm, I mean, I don't like to tell you these things. It's a concept. Yeah. It's a belief. Um, I'm going to find out what that word means. Hey. <laughs> it probably means... It's probably another one of Daenerys's names. Okay. Well, I mean, the other note I just remembered I did have was I do like when Jojen shows up and the wolf is all growling at him and he's mm. all like, offers him his hand, but, you know, face down so you can pull it away quickly. Like, that is the correct way to pat doggos. Exactly. So I'm going to say this uh, Velodoharis is the uh, method of which you pat dogs. Mm-hmm. Yes. But until then, uh, I've been BT Calloway, and that's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch has ended. Uh, sorry, record scratch sound. Okay, I can put that in. Um, yeah, there were. you mentioned last episode there was uh, someone said someone's name in Smash Cut 2. That happened twice in this episode. Um, mm. What's his face? When, uh, when would have this been? Grim-bearded, stinking barbarians? Oh, so it was um, <laughs> Catelyn Stark. Yep. Uh, she mentioned Theon and then Smash Cut 2. Uh, sorry, not Catelyn. That's uh, Una Kaplan's character who I can't remember. That one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob's, that, Rob's wife. Yeah, it's who I was thinking of, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know the name because there's fucking a million people on this show. Also, th- I don't think they've said the name in this reverse watch yet. So it's pretty, Oh, really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously they introduce a character and then they don't constantly say their name, but still. Yeah, oh, yeah it's why so many people have weird nicknames because on, I just didn't know them. <laughs> yeah, on the same point, no one has gone... Well, geez, you know what that means? That could be Sandra, and then cuts to her or whatever the fucking yeah. name is. I, I don't think it's Sandra, but still. Um, and then yeah, she um, and then later on, sorry, I'm being confusing. I know Catelyn Stark did mention Bran, and then Smash Cut too. Oh wait, no, it wasn't that. No, no, she was talking about John and then Smash Cut yeah, too. Yeah. Sorry, my notes are all mixed up, and I just wanted to get that out. And I'm criticizing Game of Thrones, but I don't even have my own shit together. So pew 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 pew. pew. Yeah, we don't. We're just here to criticize. Woo! And for now, I don't watch it.